Hello, Political Pill Poppers Gang. Uh, welcome to a different episode of Political Pill. Today, I'm actually joined by a very good friend of mine who's going to give us some insights into this whole politics thing. You know, we've been looking a lot at it from an external point of view. Today, we've got my friend Dom, who's currently running an election to be the editor of the Student Media Society at Newcastle University. So basically, he's running a student campaign. So Dom, come on, hit us, hit, hit us with it. How's how's being a politician like? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting, you know. Um, it's quite hard because, you know, I've I've been I've supported campaigns twice before, um, in my three years. So two other friends have also ran to be the editor of the paper and it's um yeah from an outside perspective you feel like you know what goes on and you feel like you know kind of how the process works but until you're actually like in the process it's very yeah it's it, you don't really have a clue is is what i'm getting at it's, it's, it's very different i see it's, it's hugely different yeah let's let's get into that a little bit what what is it like running a political campaign interesting um stressful uh yeah a lot of words basically but i think i think one of the biggest things is that you're you're putting yourself out there aren't you in front of a potential audience i say potential because not every student's gonna vote and actually i think you you you're lucky in one year if you get 10 percent of students voting wow so so it's really a game of who can get the most awareness Exactly. So, so that's a stressful thing, you know, putting yourself out in front of people, you know, potentially like we, we've got things like New Fest that you know about, which is anonymous confessions pages where people be like trolling candidates. Luckily, I've not had any, but oh, uh, it's, it's happened in past. So in one way, it, it can be quite a stressful thing. And, you know, it can... it's kind of like you're hinting that you, you have to be a bit vulnerable, jump out comfort zones and really... Uh... Put yourself out there despite whatever risks and things that might come with that yeah yeah exactly it, it is a it is a vulnerable position to be in because you know anyone that you've encountered over your three years that didn't like you could could be some kind of threat to your campaign which is it's strange to think about you know if, if you had a disagreement with someone in first year about how you wash the plates can you know in, in relation to them you know I've I've not I've not found that luckily um, it's it's all been really positive, and I guess another thing that you need to think about is how your proposed policies and your manifesto are gonna not just not just affect change but also appeal to people because it's super important obviously that you know your manifesto is personal to you and it's it's what you actually think will improve the position that you're running for but also it's got to be worded in a way and it's got to contain stuff that you think people are gonna are gonna be interested in and are gonna are gonna want so it's it's a tough balance to strike mm. so it's like an aspect of it is kind of like marketing you kind of need to hype things up get some traction make people excited and and is that why sometimes politicians can find themselves a little bit uh maybe over promising maybe you know just saying what's gonna get votes and not always delivering. Potentially, yeah. And I think it's something that also happens in terms of student elections as well. So it, it can be, yeah, it can be that, you know, you overpromise or you, you just commit to too much 
in the hope that it gets you into the position and from that position you can go on and achieve those things. I don't think I've come across many people in this election. I mean, I'm obviously not going to discuss the other candidates today because, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not me. But um, yeah, I don't... I don't no I don't, Trump tactics. <laughs> no Trump tactics whatsoever. But, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think many of the, the other candidates have, have put in unreasonable things in their manifesto. But yeah, it, it is a difficult balance to strike in terms of what you think is like achievable, what you care about, and also what you think other people are going to care about as well. All right. You know, we're definitely going to get into your manifesto specifically and what you want to offer. But before we get into it, I'm kind of trying to look at the the origins of all this how do you go from oh i would like to potentially apply for this position to we're election week running a campaign getting votes lobbying and canvassing to get the votes and all that stuff how, wh what kind of takes place in between the stages of you just wanting it and then actually being an a candidate the process is actually incredibly simple um all it involves really just to nominate yourself is uh well you first first of all you need a 200 word manifesto uh, and you can do a, a 500 word version as well with a little like poster but I, I didn't do 500 words i just did 200 words on a pretty picture and you know just just tried to show off all the photoshop skills i've been working on for three years but <laughs> so all you need is you know a 200 or 500 word manifesto um and you just fill, fill out a form on the Students' Union website and there you are, you're nominated. And from that point, you you have this thing called Candidates Academy, where they teach you the lowdown of what happens in the election week, what happens in the run-up to it, uh, and some some rules around, you know, the campaigning and the, the voting. Uh, and also they give you some tips on, you know, how to run your campaign, what kind of things get votes. Who, and they the interesting thing is they give you actually a demographic breakdown of who votes okay. so in your head you already have an idea of well this is how i'm going to campaign this is what i'm going to do on social media this is how i'm going to approach getting votes and this is who i'm going to target my post at it's it's incredibly helpful um and then you know another step in the process which not everyone does always but most people do because it's it's super beneficial you, you make a campaign video mm. So, oh, yes. you know, people do sort of, sort of parodies and stuff and, you know, people have done that in the past. Um, I just try to keep mine super short and simple. And then it's it's just a social media game, really, until until the week starts, because obviously, you know, we're recording this in the early part of 2021. So coronavirus is a thing. There's no you campus. Know. Exactly. I'm not even in Newcastle. I, <laughs> I'm completely remote. Wow completely remote i'm what 90, 90 something miles away so yeah look at me pretending i didn't know that as if we don't live together <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, soon big man soon uh okay let's get into a little bit your manifesto specifically then what is it you're promising the newcastle university students if you are successful in this position i think as a starting point i think my manifesto kind of reflects what I consider to be my journalistic values and also what I consider journalism to actually be. So I think part of my manifesto is, is increasing representation in the paper. And I think that's something really big. And I think that's something that's, that's caught to 
both of those things in terms of my journalistic values and what I think journalism should be. I think journalism should uplift voices who's, who have previously been ignored. And I think in the past year or so, we've seen that, you know, some voices are being ignored mm. uh, and that can permeate at multiple levels. It doesn't have to be specifically, you know, what's happening in America or what's happening in India or something like that. It can permeate, it can permeate at a university level as well because you'll, you'll know this as, as, as a black man at a predominantly white university. You can, well, I'm not going to speak for you, but do you, do you feel left out occasionally? Uh, you know, there are times where you don't necessarily feel the most at home, definitely. <clears throat> so yeah. what, what are your plans then to increase representation in, in the paper? Well, I think part of it is um, I want to introduce columns for marginalised groups. And this will be like towards the front of the paper in a section we call campus comment where students can have their say on things that are going on in camp on campus but also i think it, it it's a it's one page at the minute but if we give it a double page this gives it gives it room for the the columns and another idea which i'll come on to in a second and i think it's super important that we have these columns because otherwise it it can it can be a very easy thing to say that we need to increase representation across the paper but I feel like if you're not giving if you're not giving avenues in which that representation can be achieved then you know you're not you're not really increasing representation so I, I feel like by having these sure. columns we become more aware of you know problems or issues that are affecting students in these marginalized groups and we we can come I, I'm not going to say we can we can help these students because you know we not we might not be able to i mean there's only so much i can do as an editor of a student paper but i think you kind of do have a duty to to represent all people yeah. and i think by having these Voice columns, messages and stuff. yeah you, you you become more aware of what's going on in communities that you're not a part of and i think i think it just you know it it makes it it just increases awareness and I think that that's so important it's why I keep coming back to it when I look for other words there are no other words really to explain it other than we increase awareness and that's an incredibly powerful thing I think no definitely okay here's what I'd like to know just on a personal level what actually inspired you to want to get into running this election in the first place and is this issue of raising awareness something you feel has been a problem uh currently i don't necessarily think it's been a problem currently um i just think that it's something that we can do better at as a paper i think we are i think it reflects the nature of the uni but we are quite a white paper um and you know um in a way like i've said that does reflect the demographics of the uni and we, we can't change that but i feel like the most important thing about what I'm trying to do is just to open the career up more as as an option for people because I feel like you know if 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 people are not seeing the career as something that they want to get involved in because it doesn't necessarily speak to them as a person then that's something that we can improve on right we can we can we can have, you know, a more diverse set of writers. We can have a more diverse set of views in the paper. And I feel like that's valuable because, you know, for someone might be interested in 
student journalism or just writing or just having an opinion on something and you know they they see the career and they think actually no that's not that's not for me because it doesn't speak to me but the more the, vo the more diverse voices that we have in there then i feel like it opens up an opportunity for someone who may pre previously have thought you know that's not something that i see myself getting into and suddenly you know they could discover that actually yeah that that's that's what they want to do for their career or something or that that's a real a passion that they have and i think going on to your point about you know what is it that made me want to do it it's not necessarily about those particular issues i think that's just a a byproduct of me wanting to be in in the in the role and it's it's a byproduct of what I think I can bring to the role. But in terms of me actually wanting to do the role, that that's more of a that is more of a personal thing. And I think, you know, sometimes candidates have been criticized for doing doing things because, you know, they want they want they just want the job or they want the the experience or something like that. And that's I feel like yeah, the, the salary as well. Some people are criticised for that. But, you know, I think, I think you know, if, if, you, if you genuinely care about the job, then go for it. Like, I've been on the student paper. I've been an, I've been an editor since um, the, the start of the second semester of my first year. So it's been a massive fixture of my life throughout, you know, my time at uni. Mm -hmm. I've written since the first week I joined uni. Wow. Um, Wow, so, I believe you're not too far away from like a, a record of articles written. I, I believe I'm not. I'm I'm fairly high up in the numbers. I'm not too far away. I would I would only get it if I got the editor role because then I could just bash out articles like no one's business. At the minute, <laughs> this is third year and we're we've got a lot of work. But you know, um, now, let, let's let's get into the numbers a little bit. Let's not be modest. How many articles have you written in your time here? I reckon it's about 120 or something like that. Wow. And they're not all like tiny hundred word ones. They're 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 decent no, size. Investigative pieces. You know, I, there was an article that you made that really stood out to me, obviously, because you know I'm very, very uh, in the podcasting business. I did a, a a comparison of podcasting versus radio. And uh well, obviously you backed radio, you know, you're an old-fashioned media guy, fair enough. But yeah, yeah, the part I'm making, guys, is this guy definitely deserves the job. You've got the Will Siyanji endorsement anyways. <laughs> He's been writing the articles from day one. He's serious about his mission. He wants to get us more included in the paper. You know, we're not going to do any competitor bashing, but but I would like to know, how do you battle the whole politics? You know, the whole house of cards, the, the games, manipulation, all this, you know, the appearances. How, how, how do you deal with that stuff? Or has yeah. there even been any of that? I don't necessarily know where that there has been any like big instances of it. There's obviously there's obviously levels to it, and I think that you know since society endorsements are a huge thing, um, they're they're less of a huge thing now because I think people in societies have become more impartial over time, uh, and they don't necessarily want to create any drama by endorsing particular candidates over other candidates. Oh, wow. But I think in terms of the society endorsements, part of it is just who you know. And 
you know that can that can trump everything if you know someone the on the executive society that can do bits for you um in terms of getting an endorsement um but you know i wasn't in that position i don't know anyone on society execs execs really so any endorsements i've got it's not through an email that i've sent to them it's not through any direct you know communication it's just been that they liked my manifesto and that's the way i think it should be but it's not always like that and some of the some other candidates will you know contact societies for an endorsement you know explain what they're going to do but you know i wasn't massively into that because i'm not sure how much of a difference it makes what i wanted to do was uh, was do a bit more groundwork in terms of just speaking to people that i know or people that i've you know helped out and passed and just just trying to just trying to get across what i want to do and i think that i think to me anyway i don't know how it'll work in the votes because obviously we're completely blind to what makes people votes at the minute vote at the minute and even past candidates don't know what people vote based on you know yeah i mean you know with the student election and you know what do you say is something like only 10 percent of the population who vote yeah so the the student population is some it's like twenty thousand, isn't it yes and i think it's usually like I think you'd probably get three or four thousand in a good year in terms of the number of voters. I mean, after two after a day, I think we're on one thousand five hundred. There's a little tracker on the DSE website which tells you. So I think we're on about a good year. Uh, yeah. We're we're on about fifteen hundred now out of twenty thousand. So it is a very small number of the, the student population that vote. But also, you know, as many people as you know, as many people that you message that you get to message their friends that's only going to make up a very small part of your vote as well part of it is is just look it's it's how your manifesto appeals to people it's it's how you dress it's it's which box people click randomly there is a lot of that's true that's so true um you know we're going to start wrapping up soon but there's there's one question I, I, i want to get from you and 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 just from a curiosity standpoint, because obviously we, a lot of us, me included, who, who, who listen to the show, uh, are more on the externals of politics. But now, obviously, you've gone from external to actually actively participating. So I want to know: Do you have a newfound respect for politicians? Slash, is there a politician who inspired your campaign in any ways? Hmm. I. I don't know whether that I've got a newfound respect for politicians, because I, I still think that, you know, even going through this process and all the stress that it will induce on you and all the all the rough times that you'll undoubtedly have, because there are rough times, you know, um, you know, you'll feel like you're, you're whatever you're doing isn't good enough. And, you know, you, that you're not appealing to as many people as you should be. But I think you still have you still have to have integrity and you still have to have, you know, a certain level of respect for the other people in the process. And you need, and, you know, politicians, you know, you can, you can pick out a million examples who don't do those things and you can pick out a million examples of people who do do those things. So I wouldn't say I've got a new respect, but I would say that I've got a new understanding of what the, of what the pressures of, of running in, some kind of political contest are so i feel like i've gained an understanding not necessarily a respect okay 
Do you feel like you can maybe empathise with them a little bit better? A little. And then, you know, going, going to your point about whether a particular politician has kind of inspired me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say politician because I feel like my role is very... The role that I'm going for is quite unique and that there's a political process to it, but the role in itself has very little in terms of political influence or value. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not running to be the president of the, the students' union. I'm, I'm running to be the editor of the paper. You know, and, and yeah, while that will have... is quite political. Yeah, it, political it can be. It can be, because you, you certainly have a, 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 a responsibility yeah, to... Yeah, you've got a nice lot of power. Yeah, you, you, have to, you have to represent the students' views, and you also have to represent the students' views at times where they might clash with what the uni thinks and I think that's super important as well and one of the policies that I want to introduce is having a dedicated space for open letters in mm. the paper so I mean open letters are a thing that anyone can do but I feel like they're not a thing that everyone does do because the SU does its own open letters but those are mostly done by sabbatical officers I think by having it in the paper you open it up to more people but getting away from my manifesto, I wanted to drop that policy in there. But yeah, um, <laughs> you, you do have a response. You do have a responsibility to represent the views of 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 the students, and at times, obviously, where they conflict with the uni's views, and you've got to you've got to side with the students on that matter. You can't you can't just appease the uni. Um, sure. And in some situations, obviously, you're going to have to because you know powers that be above you will do terrible things or whatever, or you'll be in a, yeah, a, a fairly impossible situation where you kind of have to not do something in a story. And as much as people like to say, you know, previous candidates have been like, I won't appease with the uni. Everyone does, everyone does. And they do it with the best of intentions because it can be quite hard when you're in this position where, you know, you, you're, in a, you're in a paid role, you're in a, you're basically in the employee of the students' union, so anything that you do creates that creates conflict creates conflict with the union and the students and the establishment, which is the uni. So you're in a you're in a tough position. Yeah. But I think. And then it's of, their paper. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's 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 kind of everyone's paper, and I think that's the struggle with it because you've got to you've got to represent the students, but you've also not got to annoy the uni too much into a into an area of non-compliance otherwise you're not going to get what they're doing you're not going to hear anything from them and when important information comes out like the cyber attack that happened at the start of the year you're just not going to get it and you're not going to be able to report on them so you are in a you are in a strange position but i think that you know rather than politicians inspiring me in this you know, in, in my particular views on certain things. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's more the media that I consume and the media that I think represents what I want to represent in in the student yeah. in the student paper. Okay then. How about we end it on this note, yeah? I wanna know what like famous political figure would you make an analogy with yourself as in this election? Like in this campaign, who are you? Are you Trump? Are you Biden? Are you Corbyn? Are you David Cameron? Are you Boris Johnson? Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> I'm not Margaret Thatcher. Strange that I didn't pick up on Donald Trump to say that I'm not. But when you mentioned Thatcher, oh, that that, that went to my core. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, really. Um, I'd probably, 
it's quite difficult because obviously every politician's got their their, their bad parts. I mean, mm-hmm. in the very early years of Tony Blair, we were like, oh my God, there's this new revolution that's come along. But then, you know, when when everything goes wrong 10 years later, you think, oh my God, what? why did we trust Tony Blair? So I think it's, it's difficult com- to compare yourself to any politician. Because but was that you slightly saying the answer's Tony Blair? That's not me slightly saying the answer's <laughs> Tony Blair. Um, I like to think of myself as a as someone who's going to end that change, but I don't want to do those kind of changes. Um, I see. So yeah, you're more on the liberal sides. I, th- I think I would... There's, a, there's a, a Green politician called Caroline Lucas who was the, the leader of the Green Party for a long time and is the leader of the Green Party again now, I think. Um, and I think that she kind of represents what I want what I want to do you know she she she's for a more a a more diverse electorate she's for you know green policies which are central to my um manifesto as well Mm. I do want to make the courier more eco-friendly to well as as eco-friendly as you can make a print paper anyway um but yeah I feel like I feel like I don't know that's probably just because I like Caroline Lucas I don't know how similar I am to her but yeah it's a great answer though and uh, I want to thank you very much for coming on best of luck with the campaign and the election and to you guys at home listening if you study at Newcastle University get your ass to the NUSU elections website mm-hmm. and vote for our guy Dom to be editor of the Courier come on Yes, thank you. Put a one next to my name. Put a one next to my name. Put a can one I just put? Can I quickly plug my um my pages? I mean, of course. We'll only have two days uh, left in the election by the time this comes out. But you know, I'm I'm vote dom for editor on Instagram, uh, and I'm also vote dom for editor on Facebook. So you can find my pages through there. And yeah, thank you for I'll, having I'll me I'll on. Put links in there. Thank no, you. The pleasure's all mine, man. The pleasure's all mine. Best of luck. And, uh, you know, guys, come on, go vote. Enjoy the, the democracy. Venice, thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, all those things there. And uh, I'll catch you on the next episode of Political Pill. Bye-bye. Bye.